Good afternoon. We have uh, just uh, concluded an historic NATO summit. Over the past two days, uh, we took major decisions uh, to adapt our alliance uh, for the future. We agreed uh, NATO's uh, most uh, detailed and robust uh, defense plan since the Cold War. We strengthened our commitment to defense investment. We agreed uh, to bring Ukraine closer to the alliance and step up support for the long haul. And we deepened our uh, partnerships around uh, uh, the world. I have just carried, uh, sorry, I'm just chaired the inaugural meeting of the NATO-Ukraine Council. From now on, NATO and Ukraine will meet in the Council to discuss and decide as equals. This is a significant step to move Ukraine uh, closer to NATO. I also welcome the major new announcements uh, of military support made by NATO allies at this summit. Allies have already provided tens of billions of dollars in military aid to help beat back Russia's invasion. Tens of thousands of Ukrainian troops have been trained and equipped by NATO allies. And as Ukraine continues to liberate territory, we'll stand by them for as long as it takes. Yesterday, we agreed a new multi-year assistance package for Ukraine to help transition Ukraine from Soviet era to NATO equipment and standards and make their forces fully interoperable with NATO. Ukraine is now closer to NATO than ever before. Allies reaffirmed that Ukraine will become a member of NATO and agreed to remove the requirement for a membership action plan. This will change Ukraine's membership path from a two-step process to a one-step process. We will issue an invitation for Ukraine to join NATO when allies agree that conditions are met. This sends a clear, strong and united message from our Vilnius summit. We must ensure that when this war ends, there are credible arrangements in place for Ukraine's security, so that history does not repeat itself. I welcome that many allies have now committed to providing long-term security assistance to Ukraine. This will help deter any future aggression from Russia after the war ends. This morning, uh, we met with the leaders of Australia, Japan, New Zealand and South Korea, as well as the European Union. NATO is a regional alliance, but we face global challenges. What happens in Europe matters to the Indo-Pacific. What happens in the Indo-Pacific matters to North America and Europe. Beijing's global assertiveness and Moscow's war against Ukraine require even closer coordination between NATO, the EU and our Indo-Pacific partners. We condemn North Korea's nuclear and missile programs, including its latest missile launch. This violates multiple UN Security Council resolutions and poses a threat to regional and global security. NATO is reinforcing our ties with Australia, Japan, New Zealand and South Korea with tailored partnership programs, including joint work on issues like maritime security, new technologies, cyber, climate change and resilience.
We will work even more closely together, standing strong for the rules-based international order. We face the most serious security situation in decades, but allies are rising to the challenge. NATO is more united than ever, standing strong in defense of our people and our values. I would like to close by thanking President Naceda, the Lithuanian government and the people of Vilnius for hosting this historic summit. I look forward to the Washington summit next year, marking the 75th anniversary of our alliance. And with that, I'm ready to take some questions. Political. Oh, Politico. Um, thank you very much, Ali Bayer from Politico. Um, Secretary General, after reading the communique, some Ukrainians have raised concerns that perhaps some Western capitals um, may be preparing for a situation where um, Ukraine's NATO membership would be a chip in a negotiation with Russia. Uh, what is your response to Ukrainians who have that concern at the moment? Thank you. We had a very good meeting with President Zelensky and his delegation uh, today where he welcomed uh, the very strong message from uh, NATO allies. Uh, he welcomed the establishment of the NATO-Ukraine uh, Council uh, and also uh, the clear commitment to move Ukraine closer to uh, membership. So this was not an issue raised in any of those, uh, uh, those uh, meetings. And I think it is extremely important to, uh, to recognize that the decisions we have made, all NATO allies, is the strongest ever message uh, on uh, Ukraine uh, and membership that this alliance ever, ever made. Um, by stating clearly that Ukraine will become a member, that Ukraine's future is in uh, NATO, and also then describing the path forward uh, with the uh, practical support for ensuring interoperability, with strengthening the political ties with the NATO-Ukraine uh, Council, and then by removing the requirement for a membership uh, action plan. Then negotiations um, to solve the conflict in, in Ukraine will only happen when Ukraine is ready for negotiations. And uh, as we have stated again and again, nothing about Ukraine without Ukraine. Uh, what we do know is that, uh, is that uh, the more military we, uh, support we provide uh, to Ukraine, the more land they are uh, able to liberate, the stronger their hand will be at the negotiating table. Uh, and therefore, we continue, uh, and the message from this summit and from NATO allies with new announcements of, uh, of uh, long-range cruise missiles, of uh, more armored vehicles with more advanced air defense systems and training of F-16 pilots, is that we support them to liberate land uh, so they uh, will have a stronger hand at the negotiating table. That's uh, what this is about. It's not about NATO negotiating on behalf of Ukraine. Okay, we'll go to the gentleman in the front row here. Hello, uh, Ken Moriasu from Nikkei Asia. Uh, Secretary General, there was talk about uh, opening a NATO liaison office in Tokyo, uh, but that was not mentioned in the communique whatsoever. Uh, is this uh, plan dead? Or is there plans to revive it towards the end of the year? Is uh, opening at a different location an option? And we know that France was very much openly opposed to this plan. Were there any other countries that were opposed to the idea as well? Thank you. This morning I met with uh, um, Prime Minister Kishida from uh, Japan, and uh, uh, that was a very good meeting uh, where we uh, both uh, uh, recognized and uh, 
stated clearly the importance of further strengthening the um, partnership, uh, the work we do together, uh, Japan and, uh, and uh, NATO. Uh, it is also Prime Minister Kishida that has so clearly stated that uh, what happens in uh, Europe matters for uh, Asia and what happens in Asia matters for uh, Europe. And he also uh, went to Ukraine and, and, and visited Kiev and, 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 and demonstrated his clear commitment to, to uh, provide support to, uh, to uh, Ukraine. Uh, we also agreed today a new individual partnership program between uh, NATO and uh, Ukraine, where we uh, describe the different uh, work strands where we are going to deepen our uh, cooperation. This is about cyber, it's about maritime security, it's about uh, uh, countering hybrid threats, including disinformation, uh, and in all the areas where we see the potential for NATO and, uh, and uh, Japan working more closely uh, together. Uh, the issue of uh, liaison office uh, uh, is still on the table. It will be, it will be uh, considered in the future. Okay. Uh, Jon Hap, news agency lady in the third row. Yeah. Yes. How will NATO engage more in Indo-Pacific security regarding China and North Korea? And how will the partnership with Indo-Pacific partners develop in the future? Are you planning to invite them next year too? A very strong and clear message from this meeting, and especially the meeting we had with our partners this morning, uh, the, uh, the Indo-Pacific partners, Australia, uh, Japan, uh, South Korea, and New Zealand, uh, is that uh, security is not uh, regional, security is global, uh, and therefore we need, really have to stand together. Uh, China's uh, heavy investments in new uh, military capabilities demonstrates that. Uh, we expect that China by 2035 will have 1,500 nuclear warheads on missiles that can reach North America and the whole of Europe, NATO territory. Um, we see how China is coming closer to us. Uh, uh, this is not about NATO becoming a global military alliance, but this is about uh, recognizing that this region faces uh, uh, global challenges and the rise of China is, uh, is a part of that, and that China is coming close to us in Africa, in, uh, in, in, in the Arctic, but also uh, trying to control critical infrastructure, and of course we see them also in, uh, in, in cyberspace. So therefore we have... Um, uh, uh, now different uh, uh, tailored programs with all our uh, Indo-Pacific partners describing different areas, but it's very often, so it's partly about cyber, uh, countering, uh, countering disinformation, uh, maritime security, there's also uh, Japanese staff uh, at, uh, at NATO's uh, uh, maritime headquarters in, uh, in, uh, in um, Northwood, in the United Kingdom. Uh, uh, so we are working on different practical ways of uh, of uh, working together, including by participating or, or participation of Asia-Pacific or Indo-Pacific partners in our uh, cyber exercises. So we are gradually expanding what we are doing together simply because uh, our security is interlinked uh, and, uh, and just a recent uh, uh, missile launch of uh, North Korea uh, demonstrates that because that's of course a challenge to the region. It, it's a threat to the, to, to the region but it's also undermining global uh, peace and stability, uh, the, um, uh, the North Korean uh, missile and nuclear programs and the, and the launch we just saw uh, uh, yeah, uh, yesterday. ARD. Third row. 
Markus Preis with ARD, um, Secretary General. Two questions, if I may. The first one also on um, President Zelensky. You said that he welcomed the language of the communique today. That's right, but he called exactly the same communique yesterday absurd. Is he sometimes going too far, risking to alienate also partners who spend a lot of political capital and real capital in order to help him? That's the first question. And the second one is very technical. Uh, if countries engage in security uh, agreements or guarantees for Ukraine, does that count on the 2% spending uh, goal? Thank you. Well, well uh, what counts to take that first? What counts against the 2% spending is uh, every expenditure that uh, falls within NATO's definition of defense expenditure. Uh, so, so, uh, so if we speak about military expenditures, uh, that uh, is defined as... Uh, as uh, as a defense expenditure according to the NATO definition, then it counts. If it, uh, if it doesn't uh, fall under that definition, it doesn't count. That is the, uh, the, the, the case in a way, uh, regardless of what kind of framework this is uh, uh, spent uh, uh, within. Um, uh, uh, and the first question, now, now well, also on, on, uh, on the, the communique, I think, of course, we all understand uh, uh, the, the extremely difficult situation that Ukraine is in. I mean, they, they are in the middle of the war. Uh, there are casualties every day. There is a counteroffensive facing fierce resistance dug in Russian forces, landmines, um, uh, and, and a brutal warfare from the Russian side. Uh, and of course, that's also the reason why Ukraine again and again has asked for more support, and also why uh, allies have stepped up uh, with also gradually more and more advanced uh, weapon systems. I welcome that. Our support has evolved as the war has evolved, and our political relationship has also uh, evolved uh, as this war has evolved. Uh, so therefore, we made the decisions uh, at this summit. I'm, I'm glad that President Zelensky welcomed both the uh, creation of the NATO-Ukraine Council, uh, the fact that we removed the requirement for membership uh, action plan, uh, moving Ukraine closer to, uh, to, uh, to NATO, uh, and, and also the fact that, uh, that uh, this, is, this is the strongest ever expression of um, the path forward, uh, the united message on uh, membership uh, for Ukraine uh, from this alliance. Okay. Um, we'll go with, uh, I think we had Reuters, uh, AP, sorry. Lorne Cook from Associated Press. Um, you've said once again, uh, the whole summit has shown how close you want to bring uh, Ukraine to NATO. You've said that it requires credible security arrangements so these kinds of things don't happen in the future. And some of the biggest allies through the G7 uh, have made commitments. How much appetite is there within NATO to actually go to Ukraine? What about some kind of peacekeeping mission once this is sorted out? And actually, actually put your boots on the ground there if, NATO, if Ukraine can't come to NATO. I think it's wrong now to speculate exactly on uh, how this will be done in the future after the war ends. Uh, the most important thing now is to ensure that the war ends in a just and, in, uh, and lasting way. Uh, and again, that's, that's the reason why the most urgent task, the most uh, important task, is the continued flow of uh, uh, military support. Uh, and, and I think we have really realized many months ago that this is a war of attrition, uh, meaning a battle of logistics, 
uh, it is important that we deliver different uh, advanced weapon systems, but as important as delivering new systems is it that we are able to maintain and sustain all the systems which are already there. Uh, an enormous amount of ammunition, spare parts, maintenance, repair capacity. And maybe that's not as, as I say, as, as, as easy to get public uh, uh, attraction uh, on this day-to-day uh, -day hard work uh, to sustain, but without sustaining all the systems, uh, the, the Ukrainians will not be able to defend their land and to liberate the territory. I say this because then when the war ends and, uh, and, uh, and there's some kind of arrangements, then I think all NATO allies have to sit down and agree exactly what type of arrangements. Part of this will also then be uh, uh, the membership uh, uh, path, uh, because uh, we have agreed that uh, uh, Ukraine's future is in uh, NATO. Uh, we reaffirm that Ukraine will become a member. Uh, we actually uh, have uh, agreed on concrete tools, political tools, practical tools, to help Ukraine move towards membership. Uh, and then, of course, everyone understands that uh, a final decision on this cannot be taken before there is some kind of end to this war. Colleagues, I know there are lots of questions. I'm afraid we have to uh, end this here. So thank you very much. This concludes this press conference. Thank you so much.